Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The HIV epidemic is not over. HIV is still here. The face of HIV is so diverse. The biggest thing to reduce HIV stigma is just to talk about it. Testing and PrEP and HIV treatment and how effective it is today. Undetectable equals untransmittable. Whether you're positive or negative, there's not a wrong door. Whether it's testing or whether it's treatment, do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about HIV testing, treatment, and prevention at doitforyoumc.org. Good evening, Rush Nation. It is the start of the weekend. It's good to be with you. Sorry that this one didn't get recorded hey, everyone's last got hands in here from It's just NFL a Red Zone. bit of a I crazy time out. at the moment. One hour uh, some of you of know me know why a bit of a personal matter and some things going on. So it's been... Um, yeah, it's been a challenging week in general, and it's been a challenging uh, 10 days or so, but it's all good, and we're here to talk about week seven, and with some really uh, big blowout games, I think, scheduled, and I think we're going to have a couple of good ones. So let's go ahead and break down all the action for the weekend, just the 12 games to go through, because uh, we did have uh, last night's snooze fest. And uh, just everything I've been saying about Denver just was completely amalgamated last night into that performance against Cleveland. I just, I just don't know how how I can watch Denver anymore. It's a short run on first, a short run on second down. They leave themselves third and long. They pitch it short. They end up three, four yards short. Punt. That's that's it. I mean, like, I'm not being funny. I I could prescribe that in the NFL. It's not hard. Um, Pat Sherman needs to needs to go really, and I don't like calling for people's jobs, but the the talent they've got on that offense and they're running the same fifteen plays every game. It's just a shock. It's it's it, it's not. It's just just deplorable. So um, Browns B team gets the win, even all banged up. They still get a W. It says everything you need to know about Denver. So yeah, it's it's a struggle right now for them. But we move forward to the games and start with the six o'clock slate. And we got Cincinnati at Baltimore. And really, this is a game where probably has the most action from a fantasy perspective. 
So let's go ahead and cut the dice here as to where we've got everyone. And I mean, both of these quarterbacks are startable options this week. I have Lamar Jackson at quarterback three overall. And I have Joe Burrow at quarterback nine. So you can start both these options very, very comfortably. We're getting into the running back situations and uh, it's pretty easy. <laughs> I'm going to stick with Cincy. So Cincy, you know, you've got Joe Mixon, pretty straightforward option. I've got him at RB6 on the week, marginally over consensus, but pretty uh, pretty easy pick there. And then you've got this backfield of Tavis Murray, if he's fit, and I'm not overly sure he will be. And then you've got Devonta Freeman, who I've got as the highest of, of all of them right now, because I don't think he's going to go. Um, if Murray does make it back and he, he plays, then obviously I'll reflect these rankings and they will be updated. But people have to be where I can find my rankings. It's on the website, um, but the links to it have just been a bit funny. So what you need to do is just uh, Google Murph's weekly fantasy rankings. It'll come Richard Murph's uh, weekly fantasy rankings and you'll be able to see all my rankings on the website. It will provide you a link. So just go ahead and Google them and, and you can you can find them. Firstly, just drop me a message and I'll happily share you. Uh, with you where, where my rankings can be found along with riches. So um, pretty good week for me last week in the ranking contest. I ranked 22nd overall, uh, ninth on wide receivers. I still hold the kicker one overall all season. Yeah, baby, there we go. Uh, I've got distracted. Uh, <laughs> Baltimore, Devonta Freeman is the highest running back I have. I think he's the one that gets a small arrow up. I have him at RB28, which is over consensus right now. I think because I think some are, are counting on Murray to go. Uh, this will all be changed. If Murray does go, then he'll get a jump up and I'll probably have him on the fringes of that RB2 conversation. Um, then we've got the wide receivers and the wide receivers here are pretty strong, but I wouldn't say there's necessarily like a standout option. The The, the best option I would have here this week is Marcus Oliver-Brown, who I have 14 slightly over consensus on the week. Um, then the next best option I've got is, sorry, I've chased at three. <laughs> I missed him. Uh, apologies. So I, I'm very over consensus on Chase. Chase is uh, on ECI is eight. I've got him at three. I think it's a big week for Jamar Chase. So must start play as is Marcus Hollywood-Brown. As is T. Higgins. I've got T. Higgins at 22. And again, he comes in on consensus as well. So those three are your definite locks of the week must start. Um, I wouldn't be worried about starting anyone else in this game. So if you're curious about where I've got everybody, Rashad Bateman, I've got in wide receiver four category. I have him at 43 overall. So that's uh, where I've got him. And in terms of Boyd, I'm quite low on Boyd. So I think Boyd is a sit for me this week. I have him, well, actually, I've got him at 34. So he's in flex territory. He's in flex play. Um, but he's one I am slightly concerned about going going forward. Um, no stop Watkins or, or anyone else. The Bateman, I think, will get a lift up from from Watkins. Obviously, you're going to start Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews, I actually have as the tight end two on the week um, because I've moved Waller down just because the usage is happening. But uh, I wouldn't be starting a Zuma or, or anyone like that. Um, Washington at Green Bay. So let's take Washington first. Hi, Nikki. I have a quarterback 15 on the week. So not someone I'm keen to start or play, but it's an option because of what's going on with, with Bymageddon this week. 
So then we've got uh, Antonio Gibson I have at running back 14, and he's been continuing to let me down in rankings. I'm still putting him slightly over consensus. I might move him down. He'll still be an RB2. He'll still be a must-play this week. Uh, J.D. McKissick, I have a 24. So you can definitely play him this week. And then as it goes to the wide receivers, Terry McLaurin. Terry McLaurin, I have at 10. Wide receiver 10 on the week, which is slightly under consensus, but it's not over uh, by much. But uh, I wouldn't be starting any of the other wide receivers here. Ricky Seals-Jones, I also have at 10. So both of those options are fine. As for Green Bay, this is really simple. Rodgers is a QB1, but he's a low-end QB1. Aaron Jones is going to be in the top five running back conversation. I've actually got him at two. And I'm slightly over consensus on him. Rodgers I have at seven. And Devontae Adams I have at wide receiver one, of course. And I'm not starting Tonyan unless I'm really desperate. I have him at 16 on the week. So that's why I have them. Falcons at Miami. This is, I think, a decent streaming matchup for both quarterbacks. So I actually have Matt Ryan as QB1 and Tua just under him at 13. So I have Matt Ryan at 12 and I have Tua at 13. Um, slightly under consensus on Matt Ryan. Consensus on him is 11. So, yeah, pretty much in the ballpark. Uh, Cordell Patterson, I have at running back seven. You'll be pleased to know. So I do think this is a great week for, for him. Um and then Mike Davis, I think, is someone who becomes potentially startable this week as well. I have Mike Davis at 15. I think this is not a bad week for him, especially now he's uh, got a bit of time under him and uh, a bit of rest as well. And then Ridley. Ridley is wide receiver seven. And then Kyle Pitts is wide receiver uh, tight end three for me. So they're the four. They're the big four. I'm not worrying about. I'm not worried about Gage or Zacchaeus or anyone else. They might get some play, but really it's those four you need to worry about. And now we've got Miami. So we've talked about two already. This run game is putrid. Fade it. Fade it completely. Mars Gaskins at 29. Mars Gaskins at 29. And that is... <sighs> he might even go down from there. Because I've got Damian Williams. If he comes back from COVID, he'll go over him. And I'm still playing with... Jamal Williams, depending on his status as well. So um, don't start any of the running backs here. So really, it's all about the wide receivers. Jalen Waddle's the only one I want to start. He is at 20, wide receiver 20 this week. I am actually under consensus. And it's just because I can't get him over who I've got ahead. It's not a slight on him. I'm only one under on consensus. So, um, but maybe I should have faded Courtney Sutton because that's someone I had over him, and he's definitely not returned a wide receiver 18 status. So, um, and I was low on on Quan Sutton and consensus. So, um, yeah, there isn't anyone else. Devonta Parker, I have a 39. He's a flex play, but I'm, I'm worrying about anyone else here. And then Mike Gazicki is my tight end six of the week, and he's slightly over consensus. Jets in New England. <sighs> wow. Um, can I find someone relevant in this game? To work? Yes, Damien Harris. I have Damien Harris at 12. Running back 12 on the week. There we go. I found someone in this game who I actually think is a must start. So he is a must start uh, this week. Absolutely. Uh, if you're interested in Jets running backs, I mean, really? Okay, fine. Um, I have Ramondre Stevenson, by the way, at 38. So I wouldn't necessarily play him, but he is a flex play. Uh, if you need him, if you're looking at Michael Carter, I have a 26. So he's on borderline QB two, uh, running back two status. If you're desperate to start a Jets running back, it would be Carter. But 
I don't know why you'd be that desperate. Um, right, let's talk about pass catches in this one. So we'll start with Jacoby Myers. I think is the highest pass catcher I have in this game. I have him at wide receiver 26. I have Corey Davis at wide receiver 28. So they're pretty close. Um, I think that both good ranges for where they are. Consensus is pretty much in agreement with me. I think I'm uh, a nudge lower on consensus on Myers, but uh, Corey Davis, I'm pretty much spot on. And I don't think you need to start any of the other pass catchers in this game. I don't think, you know, Jameson Crowder is the next, uh, well, Aguilar and Crowder are the next two up at 48 and 49. So wide receiver four territory. So you shouldn't feel the need to start them this week unless you're literally smacked with bye. So try and avoid it where possible. And then I've got the tight ends here. Hunter Henry I have at 11. You don't need to start um, Tyler Croft. So very few fancy relevant players in this game. Michael Carter is a flex, maybe. Damien Harris is the must-start here. And then Corey Davis and Jacoby Myers. They're the must-start plays. Everyone else, you can feel free to fade. Right, Carolina against the Giants. Again, not a game I'm overly excited for. I think this one could be closer than people are predicting, though, because I just don't think the Panthers are good without Christian McCaffrey, as is proving. I do have Sam Donald at QB10, and I am over consensus on him. Um, only because I just think they will bring the rushing floor back to him. It hasn't happened the last few weeks, but I do think they will. Um, Daniel Jones, by the way, I have a 17. I just think he's a bit banged up. I'm not not reliant on him this week. Um, running back, I have Tuba Hubbard at 11. For the Giants, so I've kind of left Barkley at the very bottom of my rankings to remind me to put him up should I need to. Um, I have Devontae Booker at 22. And the only reason I've got him at 22 is volume. I'm going to for any other reason other than volume. So I don't think, he, I mean, he's a must-start option, but I wouldn't be excited about starting him. So he sits at 22 right now. If Barkley comes in, that will change my rankings. You can find them and search them. And DJ Moore is my wide receiver six on the week. I'm actually slightly low on consensus. Consensus has him at four, but I moved Jamar Chase up. And... I'm pretty happy to do that, to be honest. But I do like to do more. I think he's obviously a must-start. He's a wide receiver one. So uh, Sterling Shepard, there is rumours that he might have a setback injury. I currently have him at 21 in my rankings. Obviously, if he misses time, he will go down. Or if there's any more injury concern, I will probably move him down uh, my rankings uh, completely. So I'm not feeling too great about, <laughs> uh, about him right now. Next uh, wide receiver up in this game is Robbie Anson. I have a wide receiver 40 on the week. And I'm slightly low in consensus, but having said that, I might review my my uh, my ranking on him before the go on Sunday because I was doing some work for the Patreon. And if you haven't subscribed to our Patreon, uh, please do. You can subscribe for just a few pounds a month and you'll get access to our Patreon cast. I did an hour and 45 minute Patreon cast yesterday. And... The Patreon cast is is great because I, I tend to take the themes and the strategies that everyone kind of wants to know, and um, I display it all. But this one, I went through pretty much every team. I talked about every relevant stat from every team and went through what I'm thinking, where my process is. Can I see any trends? Can I read through the weeds? And I was looking at Robbie Anderson thinking, okay, I can see this a bounce back for Robbie Anderson. I can see a trend coming where he's going to rise. I don't think he's going to rise to like where I thought he would be, which was like wide receiver 15. Um, but I do think he'll rise to that solid wide receiver three range. So I have him at 40. 
consensus has him at 36. He might get up there for me by the end of the week, but I do think you're going to start to see some Robbie Anderson games. I think he's going to find the end zone as well. So he's uh next wide receiver up in this. And then Terrence Marshall Jr. is at 64. Um, I need to look at who else. I've got John Ross is the only one, but he's so far down the rankings. There's no need to consider him. So um, basically waiting on the health of Galladay, waiting on the health of Shepard, waiting on the health of Slate uh, and Pettis. So there's quite a few options. And Pettis I've got at 80. So there's quite a few uh, I'm waiting on for injury. So it's a bit um, a bit of a mess there. That uh, wide receiver call for the Giants. And then when it comes to the tight ends, neither of them are startable this week. You can feel free to ignore them. Last game on the slate for six o'clock is Kansas City at ten or Kansas City versus Tennessee, which should be a much closer game than I think most people are prescribing. So I look forward to this because they've not been on fire. Um, Patrick Mahomes is my QB one of the week. I do expect him to do a really good job. And I have Ryan Tannehill at QB eight on the week. Both are online with consensus, by the way. Derek Henry, of course, is my running back one. And that Kansas City run defense isn't very good. This is going to match up perfectly for what they want to do. Really like him to take advantage of that this week. Darrell Williams, I actually have a running back nine. So I actually have him as a running back one as well. So there's two running back ones in this one game. It's going to be great. Lots of running of the football. But I also think it's just going to be lots of points galore. Tyreek Hill, I have a wide receiver five. Now, depending on his health, he will go down. I don't think I'm going to move him up. There's nothing against Tariq Hill. I just don't think he's 100% fit. And they will try and get him to play as much as possible. But if they're blowing this one out, he'll get, yes, less usage. And I think that's why I'm just going to cap him a little bit. Wouldn't, don't be surprised when you look at my rankings on Sunday if he takes a, a bit of a dive down. I don't think he's going to fall out of wide receiver one territory. But just keep an eye on that injury. It's just something to to kind of permanent and keep your eyes on. Uh, absolutely. AJ Brown, by the way, I have a wide receiver 12. Again, slightly low in consensus. Not too low so nothing to worry about Nicole Harbin I have at 32 and I think he's someone who could rise in my rankings um, by the end of the week Julio Jones I at the moment have at 33 because I fully expect him to play and consensus has him at 66 but I will reserve judgment on where he finally finishes but he won't finish high it won't be higher than that on my rankings and then I have Demarcus Robinson outside of where you can sit at 54 on the week um, obviously, you're going to be starting Travis Kelsey. He is my Titan one. Wouldn't be worried about Ferguson this week. Now we've got Las Vegas versus the Eagles. First game of the evening slate. And, you know, Jalen Hurts is just going to continue to get it done. He's my quarterback six on the week. Derek Carr is my quarterback 11. So both starting options uh, this week. You can feel good about uh, both of those. Josh Jacobs is my highest rated running back in this game. I have him at 13. I have Miles Sanders at 20. Um, and then I have Kenyon Drake at 35 and Gamewell at 37. So that's where I have them. So you can start Miles Sanders and you can start Josh Jacobs. I wouldn't start the other two unless you're absolutely desperate. Um, and then as for the wide receivers, let's see. They're, they're all going to be quite low. Devonta Smith is going to be the highest placed one. He is uh, at 23. So I have him slightly lower consensus, which is 20, but I have him at 23. I have Henry Ruggs at 30 on the week. Uh, Hunter Renfro at 35 on the week. Brian Edwards is at 51 on the week. So that's where I have those. Um, I have Watkins and Rager at 61, 62. Now, because 
I need to think about this a little bit more before I finally settle on them because I have them both well under consensus. But at the same token, I know they can't play 12 personnel anymore because they've traded Zach Ertz. So I need to think about which one of these is going to elevate. And my gut tells me it'll be Rager. So don't be surprised if you look at my rankings and Rager goes up to like 48. That could happen because I do think he's going to get more off the ball. I think he gets in more than Watkins. But we're just going to have to wait and see a little bit there. I have Waller at tight end four and I have Dallas Goddard at tight end five. I'd like to see Waller get going. I'd like to get him back to where he was last season. So hopefully that will happen uh, at some point soon. Um, I've just literally, as I've been recording this, received a notification that Latavius Murray is likely out for week seven. That is what I expected. That's why he's not in my ranking. So Devonta Freeman is my next man up uh, in that offense, but not enough for me to desperately want to start him. Um, Detroit and the Rams. I mean, wow. I mean, you thought the, the, the Giants got blown out last week. Um, let's see what happens to the LA Rams. It's going to be an interesting one. Um, right. Matt Stafford is my quarterback five. I'm not starting Jared Goff at all. He's near the bottom for me, 22. So um, there are very few players I'm going to want from this, <laughs> from this Lions team. In fact, I can tell you now, it's pretty much going to be Swift and Hawkinson. Swift is at 10, running back 10. And I have Jamal Williams at 32. So I wouldn't start him unless desperate. I have TJ Hawkinson at tie in seven. That's it. Not starting my receivers. Not interested in them. Uh, none of them uh, interest me to be part of this. Amorase Brown is a flex play at best. I have him at 45 on the week. All right, so let's move back to Rams. I have Daryl Henderson at four, running back four. <laughs> very, very high, but consensus is in line with me. They agree. Quarterback, uh, running back four. So he's definitely someone starts. Shane Michelle, 39. Don't worry about him. He is not anything in this offense. I have Cooper Cup at wide receiver two on the week. I have Robert Woods at wide receiver 17 on the week. I have Tyler Higby at tight end nine on the week. So I expect this one to be a blowout. No one expects to be a blowout. Houston versus Arizona. Right. Let's just get Houston out of the way. And we're going to talk about the one player who I would start for Houston, and that's Brandon Cooks. He is at wide receiver 16 this week. Absolutely start him. He is a must-start play. Everybody else you can fade. Just don't worry about it. If you're desperate, you might need to play Mark Ingram. But I really hope you don't. I am Mark Ingram, by the way, this week at uh, running back 33. So uh, I'm David Johnson running back 36. Hope you don't need them. Right. Arizona. <laughs> Kyler Murray is my uh, quarterback too. Of course he is. He's going to perform. He's going to do a job. My only worry is he, they might slow him down in the second half, but uh, I don't think so. Um, now I have Chase Ken, I have Chase Edmonds and James Connor almost back to back. I actually have Connor below consensus at 18, and I have Chase Evans at 16. Again, on the Patreon cast, I talked about the usage. I talked about why James Conner is ascending in the ranks, and uh, don't be surprised if I flip them and have them back-to-back with Chase with James Conner being uh, the one getting more fancy points, because that's the trend that's been going on, and especially if this game is a blowout, James Conner is going to get more. But listen to the Patreon cast. Do subscribe to the Patreon. Um, that Patreon cast is like every two weeks. I do a massive deep dive and, and just give you a lot of food for thought and a lot of content there. And I answer a lot of questions that you want to know. So please do join the Patreon. 
there's ways to join and you basically get your money back with merch so uh definitely do it um where were we uh arizona pass catches have deandre hopkins at four on the week um my next man up from there is AJ Green. AJ, I actually have AJ Green, Christian Kirk, Rondo Moore, back to back to back. I have them at 36, 37, 38. I think they're all going to have a go. Um, so I think, yeah, I think you're good to start all of them uh, this week, especially in this bind again. So uh, get giddy up, take the points and move on. Last game in this slate is Chicago at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, right. I don't want Justin Fields. I actually have Justin Fields over consensus, and I cannot believe it. The only reason I've got him 14 is I think he has to run. I think he's just going to have to run from this uh, defensive line. I think he's going to have to run from Barrett. I think he's going to have to run from JPP. Um, and I think he's going to scramble and he's going to get yards. He's athletic. I think he's just going to have to abandon the game plan that Matt Nagy is going to scream, uh, scheme for them. So. That's why I'm at 14. He's <laughs> just beauty. I think he's going to get it. It's grandma. It's going to be almost like the Super Bowl part two, where he's just going to be spending the whole time trying not to get sacked. Um, right. Chicago backed. So I have Khalil Herbert at 27, and I have Damian Williams at 30. Now, if Damian Williams is still on the COVID list, though it appears to be that Damian Williams is not vaccinated, which means that's why he has to wait 10 days. Um, if he... We won't know till Saturday. If Damian Williams is out of this game, I'm going to move Khalil Herbert up slightly, probably to around about 24. Um, but that's it. Not going to move up too far because this is the Bucks D. But I do think he'll get some volume, and he'll get that on volume. If Williams does go, I think I'm going to keep them around about where they are because I think they're going to eat into each other's opportunity. But there'll be enough to make them top 30 players. So you might have to start them this week, but don't expect great things. That's all I can say. Um, and then for the Bears, pass catchers. Wow. Woof. Um, where have I got the Bears, pass catchers? I mean, not particularly high, if I'm being honest with you. I've done it, Mooney. I have a 27, Alan Robinson 31. Because I do think they do have to throw the ball a bit. And I think you're going to have to abandon what they try and do. But yeah, I mean, if we didn't have those six teams on by, they'd be in the 40s and 50s. I think they'd benefit most from the bye week. Um, and then Cole Komet, I have at 18. I do think he's a sneaky touchdown. If you're having like one of those random touchdown anytime bets, he would be someone I would consider because I just do think he is the sort of random thing. The Bucks aren't great against tight end, so it wouldn't shock me that happened. Tom Brady, I have a quarterback four, so you're definitely starting him. Uh, Leonard Fournette, I have a running back eight, and I'm low in the consensus on him. So I do expect him to produce a solid game. He's won that job outright. Now I've got the Tampa Bay wide receivers. I'm, I have Chris Godwin at nine. I have Mike Evans at 18. I have Antonio Brown at 11. So it's Godwin at nine, Antonio Brown at 11, Mike Evans at 18. I am significantly lower on Evans than consensus. They have, um, consensus has Evans at, they have 11, 12, and 13. Um, the reason I'm lower than, than everyone on Evans is I think the, the Bucks will just try to control this game with surefire accuracy. Don't want to test them deep. Point needs to test them deep. I think they'll go with the surefire catches. I think you'll see a lot of Godwin, and I think you'll see a lot of Antonio Brown. And then we have... Uh, I mean, I haven't put Gronkowski in my rankings, 
because I'm not sure. Actually, I have. I've stuck him right at the bottom, basically. If Gronkowski goes, he'll be a low-end uh, tight end one. If not, I've got um, OJ Brown at 25. I will move him up if um, Gronkowski is out. Monday Night Football, probably one of the better games, but not one I'm overly excited about fantasy. It's Indianapolis at 49ers. And I'm not starting either quarterback in this game. Wentz I have at 18. Garoppolo I have at 21. Not overly interested in it. Um, I have Jonathan Taylor as my running back five. So, yeah, he's someone who will play. Eliza Mitchell, by the way, I think will get the bulk of the work. I have him at running back 17. I'm slightly lower the consensus because I do think that the narrative will lead to them throwing the ball more, um, which is good for Debo Samuel, who I have at wide receiver eight on the week and someone who I think will manipulate the situation quite significantly, but it's a slight arrow down for Mitchell, but he's still startable. I mean, 17 is fine. Um, Michael Pittman Jr. I have at 25. T.Y. Hilton I have at 46. Brandon Ayuk I have at 47. Zach Pascal at 57. So really, I'm only starting in this game Pittman and Debo Samuel. If I need to rely on Ayuk or Zach Pascal, I'm in trouble. Um, looking at the tight end situation, Mo Ali Cox I actually have at tight end 12 on the week. He's been getting those touchdowns. Ostwelli I have at 14. I uh, do think he'll get some work this week. And then we've got Monday Night Football. And again, this would have been great a season ago. This season, with Wilson on IR, it's going to be rocky. James Winston I have at 16. Not interested in starting him unless absolutely desperate. Gina Smith, I have to, to Aaron Kamara, I have running back three. Alex Collins, I have at running back 25. This is a good run defense. Um, and Rashad Penny's in there. Might take some work away. Um, so, Really, if you need Collins, yeah, you're going to have to play him, but it's not going to be overly pretty. That's one thing for certain. Um, I have DK Metcalf at 15 on the week, wide receiver 15, and I have Tyler Lockett at wide receiver 24. I think with Gino there, their volume just goes massively down and their ceiling is just plummets. So, but both are must start options. Marquise Callaway is the only one I'd consider starting for New Orleans. I have him at wide receiver. 42. If you want a really sneaky play this week, Kenny Stills for New Orleans. I just have this feeling. I've got him at 60, so wide receiver 5. But just don't be shocked if Kenny Stills calls the touchdown. That's all I'm going to say. It's a random pick. I get it, but I just think they're going to try something different with a bit of experience on Monday Night Football. Just don't be too surprised if it goes uh, that way. As for the tight ends, not startable in this game. Gerald Everett is at 22. Will Disley is at 28. Dwan Johnson is at 31. Troutman's at 33. So very thin from a fantasy perspective. It's really Kamara, maybe Collins, Metcalf, Lockett, and Callaway. That's all you need. And that will do it. This show was brought to you by Manscaped. So do check them out. Use the code 5YARD on the website, manscaped.com. Get 20% off plus free shipping. Join over 2 million men worldwide who have the Lawnmower 4.0 and access to the products. It's a large growing community. I have mine. I love mine. Please do buy and take advantage of this amazing offer because it will end soon. I promise you, this is not a long-standing permanent situation. You know, we. I do urge you, if you are caring about your below-the-belt grooming, do check it out ASAP. Use the code 5YARD for 20% off plus free shipping. And also, the DFS boys did a fantastic job last night 
don't forget that there is a free role to play. Just watch at the first part of their show. You'll be able to get the password from there. In fact, you know what? I'll drop it on here now. It is uh, Red Zone. That is the password. So do watch the show because you get a lot of tips. So if you ever wanted to play DFS, but you don't want to lose your money, it's a completely free contest with the opportunity to win money. So it's completely free. It's risk-free, no deposit, nothing required. Just go to Fan Team, find um, our special Red Zone contest. It's just for the 10 games that are on Red Zone. So you can watch the games, you can play for free. You never know. You might walk away £100 richer. Um, there's prizes for the first 10. So, um, yeah, and it's not one of those where you like you win it and it's like free bets or anything like that. It's cash money. You can withdraw it and never play again. So it is completely risk-free. So do feel free to check that one out. That'll do it for the weekend. Good luck to all of you this weekend. I know it's going to be a difficult week, but I do wish you well. I do urge you to check out our Patreon if you are a loyal subscriber. Like I said, the Patreon cast 3.0, um, which is the third Patreon cast I've done this year, is, I think, it, for me, it's nerdy. I work out a lot of process, and I really talk you through how to potentially just view statistics in a better way and some potential gems just to get a heads up on the rest of your league. So. Do check it out because not only is there a great community, you can join our WhatsApp group. Everyone in there is, is brilliant, really friendly, really lovely people, lots of start sets. And I don't answer, I mean, I answer all of them away in, but a lot of guys just, and girls in the group just all talk through and they help each other out. They're really building this lovely community where they're helping each other out with start sets and they're really sort of um, building each other's process. And I, I can see the development like in, in themselves. And it's like, we're helping, we're giving them the tools, but they're talking themselves and coaching themselves up to be better players and like be part of that. If you just have got a desire to win your home league or any league, just come join because it'll be good fun. It's great chat. And on top of that, you get to meet some great people and one day we'll do a meetup. I promise, but that will do it. I want to get you out of here for the weekend. So thanks very much as always for tuning in. Good luck this weekend. Check out our free roll contest. Check out manscaped.com. And check out my rankings. You can Google them, Richard Murph's Weekly Fantasy Rankings, and you will find them. Um, or you can go on the site map on Fiverr Rush and try and search it. Or you can run a search on FiverrRush.co.uk and find them there. Until next week, Rush Nation, where uh, we will be back with Flagship and Wavewire. Don't forget, as always, keep rushing. Closing note on this. I literally was about to publish this and then notification came on my phone. Antonio Brown is out of Sunday's game. I knew he had a bit of an ankle issue. I didn't think it would be a problem. That's why I didn't really talk about it. I didn't mention it. Wasn't really picked up by any of the major news outlets, just a few of the beat writers. And he is out. So that will change my rankings. I haven't done a full uh, figure up, but Evans will automatically jump. I think it's safe to say that both of Godwin and Evans will jump up to um, wide receiver one-ish status. So that's sort of nine to 14 range. So they will both be in that range. Uh, absolutely. There's no Gronkowski either. So he is out, um, which means OJ Howard will probably jump into my top 20 of tight ends as well. So a bit weird. You've obviously might have seen the news and you thought, well, 
what's going on and um, yeah that's just happened i wanted to just tag this on so i've said <laughs> keep rushing rush you've got this little bit of extra audio and uh, so it, it's a bit disjointed but i didn't want to go in and do a mass edit so i've just tacked this on at the end but i'm um, going to get out to you as soon as possible before i get because i'm playing more news so yes uh, have a great weekend and to everyone involved don't forget as always keep rushing HIV is still an issue in Montgomery County. The more open we're able to talk about HIV, we treat it like any other health prevention. PREP stands for pre-exposure prophylaxis. People who are not HIV positive who may be at high risk for contracting the disease. This is a good choice for you. It's just a way for you to sort of take control and say, I'm going to do this to protect myself. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about PREP, the HIV prevention medication. Visit doitforyoumc.org. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.